0: Welcome to Build Your Tribe with your host, Shalene Johnson. I was having this great conversation with my friend, Mel Abram, and he was telling me this thing that he does on his show that's super helpful. And I thought, you know what, that kind of reminds me about this thing that they do at my church that I really love. And when you walk in the doors at Saddleback Church, they give you this, um, I don't know what you call it, but it's like. I think of it as like my outline. All I know is it keeps me super focused on the message. And I always write notes all over the thing. I always have these like brainstorming ideas of how this relates to other areas of my life. And the message always becomes much more profound and I become physically active in the message when I use this outline to take notes. So here's what I want to do today is I want you to be able to go through an outline With this episode, because I can't think of anything more important than teaching people how to have laser like focus. Now, you don't have to pause this podcast. I'm going to walk you through this. Just trust me, trust me, trust me. Now, if you're listening to this on your phone, this is going to make total sense. If you're listening to it from your desktop, you'll pull out your phone and follow along with us. Okay. So, again, you don't have to hit pause. All you're going to do is hit the home screen. Now, I don't know where that is on a fancy Android, but on an iPhone, it's that little circle at the very bottom. And if you double tap it, it should take you back to your home screen. Okay, see, see, you're already back at your home screen. And look at this, you can still hear me. How cool. All right, now continue to trust me. Open up your text messages, okay? Cool, see, you can still hear me. Everything's good. Now you're gonna send me a text message. Here's the number, you ready? Nine four nine. Five six five four three three seven 565 4337 Again, 949-565-4337. 949-565-4337. So you just enter that number, just like any other cell phone number, into the field where you would normally pull up your contacts. Just enter that number, and then in the message that you sent to me, just send the word laser. It doesn't need to be capitalized, no hashtags, No, just, just one word, laser. And as soon as you hit send, I will send you a reply text message. Now, what I like about this is normally, I know you're listening to me from your phone, or at least I assume most of you are listening to me from your phones. So when I say like, oh, go check out the show notes, or there's this really cool download that you can find on my website, I know that The likelihood of you remembering to do that later in the day is very low, number one. And number two, you really need it while you're listening in that moment. So why not give it to you right now on your phone? Let's see if this works. From your phone, you can open up your mail app. That's where you'll get the outline. I hope you're excited about that. And I'd love to hear how that goes for you. And do you like this? I find it helps me to really make sense of the information and to truly stay engaged to stay focused and today's episode is all about just that focus i hope that the reasons why we need to focus are obvious and we can we can just all agree that when we're focused we get more done we're more effective we're more present but this episode is really about h- how do you do that other than saying to yourself i've got to get focused i've got to get focused and specifically this episode is to help you understand what has happened to us. Here's what I mean. So in my preparations for Smart Success this year, I decided not just to teach my own systems and my own theories and then the theories of people who I've studied, but to actually look at the science behind it. Because it's not just a collective group of people who have figured out that there's a better way of doing things. There's got to be some science behind this. And in my quest for that knowledge, I found the most amazing group of neuroscientists and researchers, my favorite of which is Daniel Leventon. I hope I'm saying his name correctly. He's the author of The Organized Mind. What I love about him is he he really just takes this perspective of looking at how technology has changed, how how much information that's thrown at us just keeps getting more and more robust. And in fact, in his book, he shares that Just since 1986, we now receive five times the amount of data that we did back then. So what does that mean? Like for me, I'm like, what what, what does that mean? Like, is that how much? What is that? That is the equivalent, my friends, of reading seven newspapers cover to cover every day. Well, no wonder you can't remember your kids' names, let alone where you put your keys. So... Our brains can only handle so much. It's just like a computer. Once you keep adding file upon file upon file to the hard drive, eventually the computer just doesn't know what to do with it. And it kind of goes haywire. We've all had that experience where you haven't upgraded soon enough and suddenly your computer starts freezing and shutting down or it just keeps spinning, like going around in circles, wasting time. Well, essentially, that's what we're doing because there's so much information that our brains are presented with each and every day. Now, of course, there are many, many positives to all of the information that's available to us, including the fact that I could just find all this information without having to go to my public library. I was able to research neuroscientists and researchers who study the brain by simply going to Google. All of that data is there, where in the past, I would have had to take a Tripped down to the local library and sat down for several days to do my research. Now all the data is available to us. The negative side to that is our brains aren't very well equipped at handling all that extra data and knowing what to do with it. So in general, and here's what we're going to get to in this episode, is once you understand that we're not equipped to do this and it's not good for us and we're less effective when we try to manage all that information. Once you understand the science behind that, it's going to make it much easier for you and more rewarding for you to set up a system where you are able to focus. You know, we've put these external pressures on ourselves that we're supposed to like multitask and be able to handle everything. And you're supposed to be able to drive down the road with a earbud in your ear in case you get a phone call and the kids are in the back seats watching movies on the headrest of your vehicle and and you know then there's a kid in the front seat just playing their own radio station and there's cars driving bys and there's lights and there's sirens and there's all this information and then on top of that, you've got all of these things that are going through your brain that you've got to keep track of for that day. And what time am I going to make the kids dinner? And where do we have to go after this? And what was I supposed to do today? And what time do I have to pick up Charlie? And was I supposed to pick up the dry cleaning? Oh, I got to get home fast. Like all of these things are going through our brain. Meanwhile, at the same time, we're trying to process all of that external sound, right? Like you can hear the movies in the background, you can hear the kids and all of these things are going through our brain. Have I stressed you out yet? Well, The reason why we feel so stressed is because our brains haven't evolved to be able to handle this. Our technology has evolved far faster than our brain's ability to handle all this information. In fact, from a neuroscience standpoint, multitasking is impossible. It doesn't even exist. What multitasking really is, is toggling. It's switching back and forth between tasks or thoughts or responsibilities or projects. But none of us are truly doing two things at once. Now, you might be listening and driving at the same time, but when you're really having to focus and actively think and do two things at the same time, we are toggling back and forth between those two activities, which, by the way, I think that's all the more reason why you should just sit quietly and fill out your outline as you go through this podcast, as opposed to trying to do 18 other things at the same time. I mean, how often have you been watching a YouTube video and at the same time you start to slowly download, so you decide to open up another tab and then do some shopping and then you realize that that video has already downloaded and started playing the video after that and and now you still have items in your shopping cart and we just... Do this toggling back and forth and back and forth. And meanwhile, you weren't supposed to be looking at YouTube or shopping. You were supposed to be getting something done. So what Daniel Leventon argues is that we are in this age of information overload and it's too much on our brain. And the reason why certain people in society have found a way to be very successful is because they've found a way to kind of organize all of that information and keep it at bay. In other words, they found a way to focus like a laser and to almost put on blinders or a protection mechanism so they don't even have to process that information. Because whether you're dealing with it or not, whether you realize it consciously, all of that information, you have to make a decision. Do I take this in? Do I remember this? Do I listen to this? Do I pay attention? And that is very taxing on our brains. You see, primitive man really only had four things he and or she had to keep track of. Food, shelter, urgency or danger, something that was like right now had to be handled. And lastly, procreation. I don't think we need any further studies to know that primitive man still really worries about these four things, especially that last one. But on top of that, 595 bajillion other things, including passwords and calendars and cell phones and instant messages and emails and ATM pin codes and social media handles and email addresses and names of people that we are supposed to know in real life. And then and then the names of people who supposedly we know in social media and information coming from us from all angles, billboards and radio and TV and our phones and retargeting ads on websites. And we have to make all these split-second, seemingly urgent decisions all day. Do I continue making eye contact with this individual, listening to them intently, and ignoring the fact that my phone is vibrating in my purse? Should I assume that this is an emergency, or or is it better that I just continue to pay attention? Do I, do I reply to this email now, or should I continue composing the one that I was writing? Should I continue researching, or... Or should I now pay attention to the photo of the shoes? That's so weird. I was just looking at those shoes on Zappos. So like, why are they suddenly on my sidebar on this research site? And oh, yeah, what time is it? And what time is my next appointment? And oh, my God, I just forgot. I have children and they need to be picked up in 15 minutes. Like there's just so much. Back in the day, all we had to figure out, food, shelter, danger, urgency, and procreation. Well, now all of that information feels like a dangerous, urgent situation. Like, think about it. When your phone dings, it sends off this feeling in us. I mean, right or wrong, it just happens. Like you feel this like, what if it's an emergency? What if I need to reply to this? I can ignore it. I can ignore it. But what if I shouldn't? What if it's urgent? And that happens because one time, just once, someone said, I couldn't reach you. And it actually was an emergency. So now we've been conditioned to feel like every time there's a ding, every time there's a notification, it's urgent. And it's placed us under so much stress. So much stress that it becomes almost impossible for us to focus. So what do we do about it? Well, we understand that it is what it is and we have choice. We have the ability to create undistracted environments when we need to focus. The first step is to do away with the notion that we actually can multitask. Because as we know from a scientific standpoint, we really can't. We think we're multitasking, but Earl Miller, a neuroscientist at MIT, and one of the world's experts on divided attention says that we actually can't multitask. When people think they're multitasking, what they're actually doing is just toggling back and forth between activities very quickly. And every time you do so, as he says, quote, there's a cognitive cost in doing so. In other words, we're just, we're not meant to do this. We're not meant to keep several balls up in the air at the same time. In fact, multitasking has been found to increase, this will not surprise you, increase your production of stress hormone. At the Smart Success Seminar, I went through this exercise where I had everybody write down a phrase, just one phrase, and they copied that phrase down in one line. And then on the line below it, they wrote the numbers one through 23, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight consecutively. And they copied the phrase, which was multitasking is messy. And then they wrote down those numbers consecutively. On average, it took my audience about 12 seconds, some as few as eight seconds to complete both lines. Then what I had them do was toggle between those two tasks. So they would write a letter on the top line and then a corresponding number on the line below it. Same activities, just switching back and forth between the two. And just in that brief moment, experimenting with my audience, it took almost everybody in the audience a minimum of 40 seconds to do the same task, which most people were able to complete within eight to 10 seconds. Our brains don't like to go back and forth. In fact, I asked my audience, how did that make you feel? Even though the outcome didn't really affect their lives, all of them noticed that it made them feel stressed out, that they were really just even disconnected from the phrase and the numbers, whereas when they just wrote the phrase and just wrote the numbers, those two things like made sense. But when they were going back and forth between the two of them, it, it felt very confusing and disjointed. And think about how similar that is to just our whole day. So I don't think you'd be surprised to find out that when we're multitasking, our production of the stress hormone cortisol goes through the roof, and that's our fight or flight hormone. Like when you're concentrating really hard on something, and then your phone dings, and then someone walks up and taps you on the shoulder and asks you a question, and you just, you you want to lose it, and you want to go, I'm really trying to concentrate, but you can't, and you just have to stay calm. Well, that moment, that adrenaline that you feel, that is cortisol, my friends. And multitasking creates a dopamine addiction feedback loop. So the brain starts feeling a reward for losing focus and constantly searching for external stimulation. That's why you've done this before where you stand in an elevator and your phone doesn't operate, and you're just stuck standing there with nothing to look at, no advertising, no music, no other person, you kind of don't know what to do with yourselves. That's because our brains have been conditioned to feel this adrenaline, this constant mental fog, this constant scrambling for something to process. So it's this catch-22. It's like, we don't like it. We don't like the way it feels, but yet it's almost addictive. It's very hard for many of us not to be stimulated to just sit in a room without five things happening at once. Like remember back in the day when we used to just relax by sitting down to watch TV and now we're like, well, that would certainly be terribly unproductive. Let's watch TV and be on our iPad and our laptop and our cell phones. Like it's so hard for people to just do one thing. I mean, back in the day, if your phone rang, if you were busy, you just didn't answer it. Or you turned off the ringer. But now, because someone could leave you a message and say, I'm terribly disappointed. Why didn't you pick up? Didn't you get my message last night? We just, we won't do that. In fact, we don't even leave our phones wired to the wall anymore. Now we carry them with us everywhere. I know so many people who sleep with their phone right next to their bed. So this isn't a judgment matter. This is a matter of learning how you can focus like a laser when you need to. So let's talk about what's happening in your brain. In his book, Organized Mind, Daniel Leventon introduces four components of our attention system. The first one is called mind wandering, mind wandering mode. So you wanna kind of think of that as um, daydreaming or when something happens really serious or thought provoking and you just kind of need to sit there and all of your thoughts are kind of finding a place, like you're making sense of it. And then there's central executive mode. Now, you know when you're in central central executive mode and you felt this when you're into something that's like super interesting to you, there are no distractions, you're flying through it, it's super interesting, you're being extremely effective and it feels really good. Someone has to almost like tap you on the shoulder and you're like, whoa, I've been writing for like 45 minutes. And then there's the, what he calls, attentional filter. Now the attentional filter or switch moves us back and forth from one mode to the other, but the attentional filter is kind of that thing that's going on where you can be in a noisy loud room and you can hear the ding of a phone, right? And you're like, oh, I better—that's f- that, something that needs my attention. And even though it might not be your phone, you still you still hear it. Or if you have ever, if you're if you're a new mom, you know this feeling when you're you're in a very crowded environment the first time you're away from your baby, and it's as if you can hear your baby crying. Or like if there is a child crying, you're like, oh, baby crying, is that me? Is that for me? Or you can hear someone go, mom, and every mom sounds like it's your kid, right? It's that same thing of when you can be in a very busy, important meeting at work and you hear sirens and your brain just knows to tune out the music, to tune out the vacuum cleaner. But if it hears a siren, it should pay attention. So, what we've learned about highly successful people is that they are able to be fully present in the moment and extremely effective because they have found a way to filter out all distractions. In fact, they see it as critical. Critical to their success is their ability to concentrate on exactly what is at hand without worrying about everything else that might be less productive, less efficient, or vying for your attention. Now, once we know that our brains work in these different ways, there's a couple of things that I found really interesting in the book. And the first of which is that when we feel really overloaded, right? And and we're having a hard time concentrating, you feel stressed out. The first thing you have to do is give your brain energy. So we use glucose on a cellular level to make decisions. How do we make glucose? Well, there's a couple of different ways we produce that in the brain. The first of which is sugar. You got it. And we all know that sugar is not the way to go. I mean, if you're desperate and you're about to take a big exam and the only option you have is to do a shot of sugar, great. Then I hope that you will pick a complex Carbohydrate, not a simple sugar. But we do know that sugar delivers that glucose to the brain to make decisions. A better way to deliver that energy system to the brain is sleep. And I know your next question Does that mean a nap? Yes, that's right. So I think you should probably walk into your boss's office later this afternoon and go, Hey, by the way, just so I'm really brilliant today, I will be taking a short nap right after lunch. Now, if that's not an option, you've got to make sure you're getting adequate sleep. Okay, and the third, and I think the coolest way that our brain produces glucose and kind of recharges itself is through daydreaming, just thinking and processing through. Now, when I read that in his book, I started to do some further research because I'm like, well, what constitutes brain wandering or mind wandering or or brainstorming? And it's really cool quite varied how you can accomplish this same feat. That would include just sitting and thinking. Remember the kid who used to be reprimanded for looking out the window at what was happening outside while the teacher was teaching the lesson? Well, that kid probably had tremendous brain power because when you allow your mind to wander, it improves glucose and our ability to make decisions. Other things you can do are meditate, time in prayer, exercising by yourself without the stimulus of loud music and other people talking, etc., walking in nature. These types of activities help our brains get into the mind-wandering mode. So the two modes that we really, I mean, we need all three modes. So here's what we wanna to do to be super duper laser focused. We wanna get into central executive mode and we wanna be able to stay there for about 45 minutes to an hour and then a break of about 15 minutes of mind-wandering, Just Stepping outside for a minute, breathing in the fresh air, taking a walk, just sitting back in your chair and doing some daydreaming. And then maybe one more hour or another 45 minute period of central executive mode thinking. Now, the only way central executive mode really works is if your attentional filter doesn't have to be working in overdrive. That means you've got to figure out how to create an environment that allows you to focus free of distraction. The good news is, I'm going to tell you how. You've already got the notes from this episode. And if you didn't do that and you'd like to have the notes from this episode, all you have to do is text the word laser to this number 949 565 4337. This episode has been sponsored by smartsuccess.com. What is smart success? Well, it's an online academy, it's a school. It's a place for you to go to learn everything you need to know to redesign, to improve, to recreate any area of your life. We cover fitness, mental well being, financial security, the relationship between you and your significant other. The relationship between you, your friends, and your family, your focus, your hobbies, your spirituality, all of these things factor into our overall happiness. And most of us just default to the thing that's easiest for us. And and unfortunately, we neglect the areas that need the most effort. But it's not just about recognizing there's an area that needs our attention, it's knowing what to do and how to do it. It's the habits, the formulas, and the systems for success, but not by someone else's definition, but your definition. In Smart Success, we teach you how to create the blueprint. Not our blueprint, your blueprint. What that should look like, how to reverse engineer it, how to take the steps each and every day that don't overwhelm you, but move you in the direction of the life, this crazy, ridiculous, amazing, fun-filled life that you deserve. It's for everyone and anyone. It's for the housewife who feels unfulfilled. It's for the college student who doesn't know what they're going to do after they graduate. It's for the busy entrepreneur who believes they're supposed to be doing everything themselves. I believe that smart success is my purpose. It's my calling and it is my way of helping others avoid the traps of the hustle. And I know because I was there, we had the house the cars, the money, the bank accounts, the accolades. But what we didn't have is the life that we wanted. We were chasing success. We were doing all of the right things, yet we just, we couldn't breathe. And so from our challenges, we developed a program, a system, a step-by-step how to redesign your own life. Even if your life is amazing, if there's something inside of you that's telling you it could be better, or it's not exactly what you had imagined, if there's this feeling that you can't breathe or that there's a level of unhappiness you just don't want to admit to, I'm telling you, smart success is for you. And I invite you to take advantage of our free trainings and learn more for yourself by going to smartsuccess.com.